Welcome to What If, a podcast rooted in love, joy, and wild possibility. I'm your host, Kelly McEntee. I'm a mindset coach for life and business, also known as the Founders Coach. My mission is to help you step into that bold woman energy so you can become the founder that's been within you all along. What do you want to say you're the founder of? In becoming the founder, you will learn, grow, see possibility, and be awe-inspired every single day. It's the most beautiful transformation you'll ever experience. So let's dive in to today's conversation. All right, welcome to another episode of What If? And today I have a super special guest for all of you to listen to. Her name is Julie McCourt, and she is a former coaching client of mine who we work together to help her, in her own words, make her business more legit. Like I remember when you reached out to me, that's what you said you wanted to do. And so that's what we did. And in the work of doing that, she also has been able to step away from her job from a full-time capacity down to um, part-time. And um, that I think too was another catalyst for her reaching out was to like find that ground of like, where, how do I step away? What does that look like? And again, it's a lot of our identity is tied up into what we do professionally, who we are personally, all those sorts of things. And so that's where I don't want to put words in Julie's mouth and we'll talk more about this, but that's where coaching comes in so handy is it helps you learn who you are, what you're naturally gifted at, where you're meant to be in this world. Um, And so you can step more into that fully. Um, So Julie, I would love for you to tell us hi a little bit about yourself and we'll just have fun with this conversational type of interview today. Love it. Thanks, Kelly. You did really great on that interview or the introduction. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, I am Julie. I am from Toledo, Ohio. Um, Been married to my husband, Mike, for almost 14 years this fall. And we have two little boys, uh, well, not little anymore, Riley and Hudson going into fifth grade and sixth grade. Um, This is back in my hometown. Uh, We were away for about 10 years uh, in Chicago and then St. Louis. Um, After my brother started having kids and both of our siblings were moving home, we decided it was time to come on back to Toledo. So here we are. Um, I have been working at a Catholic at Catholic universities for 12 years um, is where I started when I started my professional work. And then um, once we moved home to Toledo, went into Catholic high schools as a campus minister um, and throughout all that time, loved it a lot, um, but always had conversations with students about their physical health, their mental health, their spiritual health. Um, And with my own story of wellness and health issues, as well as our son, Um, I started getting really curious about what the intersection of like physical, mental, emotional, spiritual health would look like. Uh, So sent myself to school um, and then, yeah, started taking on clients that I wanted to help along in their journey of physical health. Um, But for me, I knew that physical health was so much more than just, hey, eat these foods or do this workout or whatever. Like, for me, it was so much more about who do you believe you are? Um, what are the habits that you have in place? What's your support system? What do you think about yourself? Um, so yeah, decided to find my specific lane in coaching. Um, 
once I started taking on a couple clients, I got a little in my head, actually a lot in my head, um, about who I was as coach. How do I manage all of this? Um, how do I figure out my time? How do I take on all these clients, plus be a mom, plus be a wife, plus work a full-time job, plus manage a household. Um, and there were uh, like insecurities that I had about who I was as coach. Um, and I didn't feel like you said, legit. I didn't feel like I knew exactly who I was or how I wanted to coach and just got yeah really into my head. So I went on my own quest. I asked a question in a group that we are in together and you responded and from there uh, we just started working together. You invited me to have a conversation with you and I loved you immediately um, and knew that I had to work with you. So there's your uh, very fast introduction. Right, and the rest is history. And so, okay, within your introduction, I wanna, we're going like dive in head first because you shared a lot about like this questioning of your identity. Now that we've been immersed in this work together, you've gone through your own change. You've made your business air quote legit, and which I told you, by the way, it is already legit before we even started coaching together. That itself was like a huge like reminder for you. But I want to ask you, so who are you now? Now that you're deeper into this work, you are aware of who you are, where there's not that friction or battle or questioning anymore. Who are you now? Yeah. Um, the first word that is jumping into my mind when you say that is confident, um, super confident in my own interests and why they are my interests, how they show up for me and like how I respond to that. Um, I am a coach who serves women who want to work on um, their physical health, their mental health, their emotional health, spiritual health as well. Um, I mean, that's like the baseline, but I think before I started working with you and also before I had um, the thought to step back from my job a little bit, I was super insecure and just felt like I wasn't quote unquote doing things right. Or I wasn't being the good coach or the good mom or the good wife or the good minister or like doing too much as the kids say. Um, and now, especially after like being in this coaching thing for a couple of years, I feel so confident in the things that really interest me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of cool because when I first started coaching in my brain, I was like, I'll help anyone. Like, seriously, like, I just, I just want to help. Like I have this desire to just help anybody that wants to work on these parts of themselves. And now I feel a bit more discerning and also kind of particular because I'm learning quickly what it is that I nerd out about when I work with a client. So like, I like working with a woman who's really intelligent. Um, I like working with someone who emotionally is okay wading into the deep. Um, I am someone who's confident in nerding about, nerding out, talking about poop and your digestive system and the hard parts of a marriage and um, identity as a woman or a mom or a wife or like whatever it is. Like, I'm, I think I'm who I am now is someone who's learning very much what she enjoys, who she loves talking to, and how to dive into those conversations with confidence and not be like, oh my gosh, are they still going to like me? Is it okay that I say this? Um, Am I doing like the wrong thing by asking this question? Now I'm just like, 
hey, this is like who I am and this is what I'm super interested in. And if it's okay with you, we're going there because that this is what I enjoy. So who I am now, I think is someone who's much more confident and like grounded in herself. Mm -hmm. That's huge. And I think even to even like your precision with the, like the example of not just like more confident, but confident about what you're interested in. And when I hear that, I think it's like this dropping, like the have to be cool narrative to fit in. And um, we, you and I did a lot of, we had a lot of conversations around um, like identity and expectations that those conversations revolved a lot of difficult conversations related to like religion and the expected roles and parameters of religion and things like that. And I recently had this like thought um, that I'm going to somehow put out into a series of branding of some sort, but essentially it's that like man made us nice girls and God made us bold women. And that, right. And that I feel like is so much of like what we work on together is like, where is man telling you by man? It's not just gender man, but like society, the, yes. the yes. man-made, like the world as it is, is like, where are we getting these messages that like what you're interested in isn't qualified, like qualified to be cool, qualified to be smart, quali- like that you could just like nerd out about whatever you want to nerd out about. Yeah. Um, so liberating. Yes. You know, it's funny. So a lot of the work that I've been doing has been looking um, at the mind-body connection. And like, when you say something or think something or feel something, where do you hold that tension in your body? So like, what part of your body tightens up and becomes less expansive? And how can we like, send our breath there or talk to the inner child there or um, even basic stretching in that area, you know, whatever it is that like the place where we hold those emotions and Mm -hmm. trauma or feelings or whatever. Um, and even when you were saying, where does man, what's, what was the phrase? Man makes nice women. God okay, man, makes bold, yeah. bold woman. When you said or man women. makes nice women or whatever it was, I literally felt my body like starting to like cringe up and tighten and be like, oh yeah, I'm familiar with this. I know how to be the quote unquote good girl. And I know how to like please everyone and make everyone happy and make sure that I say the right thing and do the right thing. And by the way, I'm holding my breath while I do all this because this is miserable and I can't make a mistake and you know all these things. But then that second half, when you said, but God made us bold women, I was like, oh, am I allowed to cuss on here? For sure. <laughs> it's like, oh, hell yeah. Like this, like I feel so much more open and expansive and taller and stronger. And yes, I have my own brain and my own experience and my own feelings. And mm-hmm. this is exactly where I want to stand on my own two feet because the way that I feel is also so God-given. The things yeah. that I nerd out about are so God-given. The stories that I want to tell are so God-given. And like mm-hmm. that that makes me feel expansive and confident. So I, I'm a fan. That, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's going to be visuals coming with it too. Um, I don't know what yet, but so Julie, can I tell them, can we talk about your jaw for a minute? My jaw? Oh, my neck, the swallowing. Yeah. yeah. Yes. When we're talking about like um, paying attention to our body and our mind, um, you have talked about like how you have this jaw click or or thing like this tension in your neck that like annoys you to no end. 
And as we coached together, there were times where we would have conversations and you would talk about something and you'd say, my jaw tightened up. And so often we, and part of our work together was like you stepping into using your voice, like speaking up about when you, what you thought was right or wrong or what like aligned with you or what didn't. And also when, when you were going to speak up and when you weren't and in like what arenas and all of those sorts of things. Um, and for the longest time, there was like this wishing away that you had for your jaw situation. <clears throat> and while like I could 100% resonate that with that and be like, yeah, I wouldn't want my like jaw to click when I'm irritated by something. it's as if you're, you've been given this gift to remind yourself when to step into your bold woman, because it's like, you cannot ignore this feeling. And so as we were coaching together, we talked about that. And I shared with you, like, don't you think that's like a gift that your body has given you to remind you like where you're finding yourself holding back or playing smaller or being in a space where like, it just doesn't feel good or right anymore. And like, that is too, like the power of our, our mind and body connection is that it doesn't always have to feel really good. And actually when we feel not so good, that's time to like slow down and ask yourself like, what, what is, what's like the pattern here? Like it's a pattern with your jaw. Yeah. It's like such a physical invitation to look at the emotional or spiritual undercurrent. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, you were very wise to kind of redirect. This isn't something for me to resist, by the way, it's still clicking at very often. Um, but there's not like this click in my throat when I swallow isn't something that I necessarily need to resist and find out as a problem, but where is it continuous invitation that I'm limiting myself? I'm not using my voice. I'm holding back. I'm playing small. I'm, you know, whatever it is that I'm doing, because there are noticeable times when I'm with certain groups of people or doing something specific where it is so relaxed and I feel so free and I'm like, it's gone, it's gone. Look around, Julie, like, what is it that you're doing that your body says yes with all of itself mm-hmm. to, you know, like that, I don't know. There's that mind body connection that is just so invitational and there's so much depth there that, yeah, I'm nerding out about. And part of it's my own body watching how it responds and reacts. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and like, that's the, the first step in like creating change is being a student of yourself, like having that self-awareness and so many people like kind of go through life blind, blind to ourselves, like hurrying, hustling, like not paying attention. Um, So Julie, when you think about like the road that you've been on, I like to talk sometimes about like gratitude like what have you been most grateful for in your in your journey of um, air quoting making your business legit? Like yeah. what what brings you like gratitude? And I want to add to like gratitude isn't just like an appreciation for all the good, but gratitude is also an appreciation for times when the door closed, times when you're like that didn't go the way I wanted it to, but it went the way it needed to go. Yeah. Well, and that's funny because my first response to that question is I am so grateful that I felt as much resistance to my own self, quote unquote, not being legit, because that was something that I was telling myself that only opened up 
a whole host of questions that I needed to consider um, or pointed me in a certain direction specifically to work with you um, to really like hone in on some new things that I needed to discover about myself or things that needed to open up or things I needed to let go of or um, yeah. So I'd say I was grateful for the the moments of resistance when I felt really insecure, when I felt like, oh my God, I suck. Or when I felt like things aren't, the, the patterns of my coaching business are not going the way that I would, that feel really comfortable. Like the discomfort was so filled with purpose, particularly when you have someone to coach you through it. Mm-hmm. Now, when you don't have someone to coach you through it, it it's horrible. Like you, it's one of the reasons I love coaching. Like I love just being with people in their shit and like, yeah, we're going to do life together. And we're just going to look at where you're holding your own resistance. And for me specifically, I felt so much resistance in my own identity as a coach. And I needed someone to just hold my hand, walk alongside me, ask me the good questions, show me different perspectives, um, invite me to consider different things. Um, so for those tougher moments, I think I feel the most grateful. You know, it's interesting about that too. My husband, Mike, um, pushes back on me all the time and says, you don't celebrate your wins enough. Like you always zone in so fast on where you're not good enough or what you're not doing well enough. Um, and I think there's value in not looking at, or not, um, I think there's great value in examining where you're not performing at your best. Right. Um, but I'd say the other side that I'm super grateful for is the capacity to celebrate my big wins. Mm -hmm. And it was something that we would talk about on our coaching calls. Like, all right, what are we celebrating today? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just, it's so important. So I'm I'm super grateful for the ability to have celebrated wins and then also to look at the patterns of resistance because both were complementary and necessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and even before like we hit record, we were talking about um, like just the different seasons that you're noticing within your business and asking yourself like how how can you like look back and leverage those? And I just invited you to look at like, and ask yourself, what did I do to create this season two? And like, that's also a form of celebration is celebration is simply having awareness of what's working and acknowledging it and then amplifying it. Like that's celebration too. And that's a practice of gratitude is like appreciating what you want to appreciate. Yep. Well, and the phrase that I always use and that I think we probably learned together was um, the brain looks for the answers to the questions you ask it. And so if you're constantly asking like, where am I, where did I create this? How am I celebrating this? Where do I get to leverage it? Then you're going to continue on that path, looking for those things that are only going to make it better. Um, Whereas if you get stuck in the other pattern, looking for the things where you're failing or where you suck or where you're not good enough that's all you're going to see. It's the yellow mm-hmm. car theory. You're buying yellow car. All you see are yellow cars. So um, yeah, having, having you alongside me to help me notice, like, where are these yellow car moments and like mm-hmm. shift how I'm thinking and what I'm looking for was mm-hmm. also super. I, yeah. I would say that was a, another big moment for me. Mm-hmm. So when you think about, I want to kind of shift gears to into thinking about like stepping away from your job. So one thing that we celebrate that we did together is um, you went from full-time to part-time. And I say that we did this together because I didn't do anything. I mean, I, I coached you and I was with you, but like you did the work. You were like 
the one, you were the one in the discomfort. You were the one feeling all the feelings. You were the one working through all the scenarios and all of that sort of stuff. And, and yet perhaps it wasn't as uncomfortable as many people assume it is people who have a hard time leaving their jobs. And that's just something I like to share with people is like, I hope you make it the inevitable next right step, not like this big, scary leap of faith. And so like for you and thinking back to like your experience, not, not even that long ago of just like starting the invitation to be having those conversations at work with me, with your husband at home. Like what was that like experience like for you in the sense of just like navigating it and um, like, was it hard? Was it easy? Where did you think it should be easy? And it was hard, you know, like all those sorts of things. Like what was that experience like realizing like, oh my goodness, I think it's time. Yeah. Oh, um, so the very beginning, it, it's interesting because when I first started working with you, I think I so desperately wanted coaching to take off and for that to be my full-time gig. And I was also at a place where I was, I'd been in ministry for almost 20 years. And, uh, you know, you know, when, you know, when it's just time to like do something different. Um, and so I was kind of navigating that in-between space where there was a part of me that felt desperate to leave my job because I wanted coaching to work out. I wanted to be such a great coach and I wanted that to be my full-time work. Um, but when I was in that like desperate phase, that's when like so much resistance came up. Um, because I think I was seeing all the ways that I was like fighting or feeling insecure or what I quote unquote should be doing, or what's the good girl going to do, or how is this not going to piss people off? Or, um, how can I make sure everyone still likes me? That's a big one. I needed everyone to like me through the whole thing. And so there was a great in the very beginning, there was a great desperation. Like I needed to, I was just holding so tightly to everything because I needed, and I felt like I was holding my breath. I needed everything to like be perfect and to do it quote unquote, right. So everyone still liked me. Um, but I think then working with you, you helped so much look at, okay, but there's also so many, and you talk about this still on some of your marketing, there's so many amazing parts of your job that have gotten you to this place or skills that transfer or um, meaning that you can make from being in your current job for so long and ways that it's only helping you towards this bigger dream. And so when I was able to kind of let go of that like desperation and that need to please and to not mess up and to make sure I was doing everything right and was being the good girl, um, I think that's when things started to shift for me. Um, and it's funny. And I think we talked a, a little bit about this before too, but even when I started taking care of myself on all other levels, so like I plugged in physically, I like focused more physically on my health, um, made sure I was working with a therapist, made sure I was doing the body work, made sure I was um, going on dates with my husband, you know, whatever it was to take care of all these different things and make sure that my mind wasn't focused only on how desperately I needed things to go perfectly. Then I was able to start 
seeing the good in everything and like abundance came from that. And it was like this continued snowball effect. Like as soon as you start focusing on the good things and like putting energy into the good things, whether that be your self-care or how you view your current job or how you're looking at the gifts of moving into another job, that's when I started to release my grip and things felt so much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, get into that quote unquote flow state that people talk about, like where it didn't feel like this hard thing. It was just people started noticing how happy I was when I talked about coaching and it became this like very open conversation. Like, yeah, my intentions are to eventually step away at least in part from my current job so that I can do this other thing really well. And, um, yeah, it just became this non-resistant thing, but this more like open conversation flow thing. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Well, absolutely. Yes. It completely makes sense to me, of course. Um, cause I think of like the, the desperate energy, it's like that clinging, it's that white knuckle grip. It's that, I know the term I call, call it or use for it too, is like that escaping energy. And just when like you think of those words, like you feel like you're like pressing to get like you, something is pulling at you and there's like this tight, like rubber band resistance that is just like pulling at you. But you, like you said, like, I stopped to see what gifts I was getting from my job. I stopped to see like how I do have time available to go on a date with my husband. I stopped to see like, I can actually take care of my physical health. Like it all started to get so good that the good just continued to get more and more good versus like this, like I gotta fix this. I gotta fix this. I gotta fix this need, need, need. That just is like so repulsive. Yes. Like that's like the, like the word for it. It's like, it's, it repels people. It repels your brain space, your energy. Like it's not, not good. Yeah. And that right there was the quote unquote work that I had to do. And that's what you coached me through brilliantly because it wasn't as easy as, okay, Julie, just let go and start focusing on yourself. It's going to be great. No, there was like deeper identity stuff that I had to work. There was other things that I had to learn to be aware of first before I could even let them go. Um, There's all the undercurrent, like flowing stuff that had always been there, but maybe I wasn't aware of that. Mm -hmm. I absolutely needed to plug my time and energy into before I could start letting go. Like my brain needed to know that I was safe on many other levels before it could let go of that desperation, you know? And so, yeah, that's, that's what you helped me through to the nth degree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, you see the, the benefits of being aware, like that's the framework of coaching. I don't know if it's like, maybe I should trademark this or something, or maybe it's already out there and I read it and think it's my own idea, but it's like, it's awareness, acknowledgement, decision. And there can be no different decisions made if there is no awareness. And so it starts with like just the simple, like simple ways of awareness, right? Like um, that we start to experience when we're starting this process of like becoming more familiar with who we are. And then those awarenesses get deeper and deeper and deeper and it can go real deep. Um, And so there's also this, this um, readiness that our body has. Like we, a lot of times, don't notice or feel things 
because we're not at a place where we have the capacity to acknowledge it. Yes. And it's funny because I mean, that translates to so many other areas too. Like when I work with my clients, some people will say to me, well, what do you do? Just teach people like what to eat and when to work out and what moves to do. And I'm like, oh, hell no. I mean, I can, yes, I can. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. until you build that awareness of what thoughts are holding you back, what you believe about yourself, the just like the basic undercurrent of what's underneath it all, you can't make those like surface level changes in the first place. And that was the same thing working with you. It's very easy to go to my boss and be like, hey, I'd like to go down to part-time now. And here's my two weeks notice on that. But to get to that point, you have to do all of the hard work beneath the surface yeah. to get yourself aware and aware of yourself and prepared for that moment. You yeah. Know? Right. So it's like not even like to judge your, because somebody makes it look easy doesn't mean their road to that point of making it appear easy was at all easy. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I think there's way more drama that goes into a lot of the things that, you know, we see on social media, or we look at this one person that we idolize in either how they look or how they quit their job or what they're doing with their life. And we just presume, yeah, that comes naturally to them. Eh, Mm -hmm. Maybe, but maybe not, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's a lot of behind the scenes work that goes into all of those things. Right. And so it's almost like if I could like simplify the like explanation of coaching or simplify coaching, because Julie's a coach, I'm a coach, we coach on different things, but it's it like how you talked about, like you notice that resistance and that's where you open the door to say yes for help for yourself. Like not to say that coaching with one coach is the same as coaching with another coach is the same as coaching with another, because it is not at all. But at the same time, there is this like choice of what you want your catalyst for change to be. So like Mm -hmm. Julie's choice was like this choice, like where her resistance was felt was within her um, business and job, that that career kind of vocational aspect. And so I was the one with the catalyst to open that door. However, someone else might reach out to Julie with resistances around um, like nutrition or like more related to their, their physical health. And in each like catalyst, like vocational versus like nutritional, we're going to likely uncover thoughts and patterns that relate to either the vocational or the nutritional. And like, I'm even thinking for myself right now, like I'm taking myself through whole 30, not because, well, what, like, let's be honest, I was feeling a little large. I really got deep into a nightly ice cream habit. Oh, so good. But it's not so good. I actually don't like it and I don't want it. And like noticing that and like allowing myself that to see that was also like then opening the door to things where I was like taking shortcuts in my business or taking like not doing things in my home the way that I wanted to or like getting irritated with my kids because I didn't have patience for like resisting the urge to have ice cream at night. And so now I've got like these tight rock solid parameters around my nutrition that a lot of people would call restriction. And for some people it might feel like for restriction, but for me, it's like freedom to run as wild as I want to within these parameters is like cutting off these like lies that I needed that bowl of ice cream. You know, it's like 
We all have our own catalyst to the change that we need. And there's somebody there to help serve us with that. Yes. Love, love, love. And I love that you're saying like, okay, so that bowl of ice cream then translated into your kids and your business and, you know, whatever else, because that's how it is for all the things when we're struggling with one wall in one area of our life, you better be sure it's going to show up in every other area of our life in some way. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's also part of the brilliance of coaching is like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that I was acting that same way towards this other thing in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was the same thing pertaining to quitting my job. Like I felt certain resistance and fear around my identity and what people would think and what are they going to say? And am I being good? And where do I agree or disagree with the church? And where do I like, where am I in alignment? And that showed up in how I was treating my body in how I felt I was as a mama in where I felt I wanted to take vulnerable risks in friendships um, in what my relationship with my husband was like. Um, it just, it's the same patterns that show up everywhere. And so mm-hmm. and that's another like, yeah, just deep value of coaching is like opening ourselves up to ourselves and just seeing ourselves in a different light, creating the ability to make the changes that we want. I don't care if you want to lose 25 pounds, have a better relationship with your partner or quit your job. Like we're going to look at everything because everything is everything. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I I recently like made a reel about this too, but just talking about like how like quitting your job. And I think like when I was walking away from my job, why I, so I say like your, your struggle is your superpower. And so for me, leaving my job was my struggle. So therefore, like, I know all of the lies. I know all of the stuff we tell ourselves, all of this stuff. And like you said, it lies so much in the identity work. And I remember when I was leaving my job, trying to leave my job for like two years, honestly, like it was a two year process. I was having a conversation with my mom and I was like, why can't I just leave? Like I left this job when we moved across the country and I left this job when we moved here or, and I left this job when I, we had this going on or I got this promotion, but why can't I leave this job? And she shared this point that like changed my life. And it was because, because you don't need to, you can't leave it because you want to. And so much we've been conditioned, like we have to do things because we need to, not because we want to. And that's like, so right now in this round of Whole30, I'm doing it purely because like, I just want to feel better. There are no dietary restrictions placed upon me for any sort of medical reason. It's purely out of like desire. And it makes you then like, look at like, oh, where when I turn down this piece of cake, People have these thoughts about me because I just don't want the cake versus if I were like, I can't have cake because of this, you know, health need. People are like, oh, yeah, I totally get it. And the same can be true for like quitting our jobs. Like, well, I have to move. We're moving. So we have to relocate. And so I cannot work here anymore. And people are like, oh, bon voyage. You know, like, we'll miss you so much. But if you leave because you want to, because you're growing something for yourself that's flourishing, the fears I had were like, people were like, oh, she must, they must think that must be nice. And it's like food, work, money, religion, all of these things reveal the same shit underneath. Yes. I love that. And making the distinction between a need and a want. Um, It's that word 
should, I mean, and how it's connected to shame and guilt and, you know, particularly being a woman working for the Catholic church, this has been a theme in my life for a very long time. And it has showed up in very specific ways that Mm -hmm. I've had to head on. And so, you know, even, even in general, I think for women, there's the guilt and the shame and the should and versus desire and want um, and, and kind of like how that plays in our life. I, I think you're you're definitely onto something there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't like talk about this in my marketing or really a whole lot publicly, but well, now I have by saying I help like people go from nice girl to bold woman, but so much of that comes from the religion aspect, which again is like man-made. And it's like, where are we trying to check these boxes and box ourselves in? And where can we like let the boxes go that we need to check and just be who God made us to be? And that does not take away our faith, but in fact, it like exponentially increases it significantly and makes you not resent it and makes you not like rebel against the man, but really like lean into your own faith and God and who you were made to be. Could you imagine the amount of freedom that we would feel if we were told be yourself and let's find your specific gifts and how we can lift those up. And I'll be right here next to you when you fall and when you mess up and when you need to change your mind and when we need to pivot and like, rather than, okay, here's all your yeses and nos. And this is where you're supposed to feel guilt and supposed to feel shame. And like, we can still have those values and ideals, but we can phrase them in a very different way that our body experiences differently. And we have a different kind of freedom in choice. Mm -hmm. That makes any kind of sense. Uh, It's just like, it's just change wording a little bit. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's, and like the way that we understand mm-hmm. freedom versus like, here are your rules and regulations. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like word choice. <laughs> right. And, and change of like the tone too, right? Like you can ask the exact same question with a curious tone or a yes. judgmental tone. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or the fear versus curiosity, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Abundance versus scarcity. What are all these ways that we can change the thoughts that we have before we ask the question? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's like, what's wrong with me versus like, what is going on with me right now that is making me experience this this way? Yep. And even that word wrong has so much judgment. Like, For okay, sure. Mm. Clearly... I'm bad or clearly right. I'm not good enough or clearly like I'm not I'm messed up. I'm the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than, Hey, this thing is what I'm experiencing. How can I get curious about that? Mm-hmm. Love. Good job. So good. Okay. So Julie, I always ask people towards the end of the podcast, uh, one last question, which is like my word of the year. So my word of the year for 2023 has been proud. Hmm. So I want to ask you, what are you and you can answer this from however perspective you wish as well. What are you proud of? Ooh, what am I proud of? Um, I, I, the first thing that's coming to mind because it's so recent, um, I am super proud of how I've navigated my own health journey. Um, how I've 
like when I felt resistance to taking care of my physical body, how I've, I'm very proud of like how I've picked apart my mindset around it um, to get myself to that healthier place. Um, I'm very proud of my mental health journey um, throughout this time of leaving one career and stepping into another while also going through some other hardships. I experienced a shit ton of anxiety that was absolutely crippling. Um, and at first it was a, what the hell's wrong with me kind of conversation. And now it's a very much like a, oh, welcome back. Here you are. I'm very familiar with you. Thank you for trying to protect me. Let's work <laughs> through this together and um, navigate this mental health feeling of anxiety, right? Um, I'm also very proud of how brave I have felt in what I believe about myself, about the world, about my values, about the church, about who I am as coach, um, especially this summer. I was just journaling this summer, actually. This is my last day of summer vacation. I go back to my part-time job tomorrow. Um, and this morning in my journal, I was reflecting on how proud I am of myself and the work that I've put in this summer to really dig into my values and who I want to be and like who I believe I am and how I can show up as her rather than feeling like I need to be this very specific woman for a certain group of people in different times. Mm -hmm. um, so I think in simpler ways, proud of claiming who I am and like mm -hmm. understanding her and delighting in her. Like she's awesome. She's yeah. really awesome. <laughs> yeah so uh, things I'm most proud of yeah I remember on one of your coaching calls you're like you know I, I get why my husband loves me and I was like <laughs> good yeah but that's the that's the stuff we can put ourselves through is like we can ask ourselves those silly like when we say them out loud it's like a silly question but inside it's like so deep of like why does anybody love me? Why does anybody want to be like that sometimes can be like the rabbit hole that we take ourselves down. And then you learn the tools of like, one, how to get yourself out of it. And two, how to like, see like, no, it's, it's cool to love who you are. In fact, it's vital to love who you are. Badass. And so badass. Love so it. badass. You're the baddest badass. <laughs> Julie. Okay. So if anybody wants to connect with you or work with you, um, you shared a little bit about like who you help and how you help them, but maybe if you want to share a little bit more about that and then where they can connect with you these days. Yep. I love working with women of all ages. Um, my youngest client has been in her teens and my oldest has been in her sixties. Um, so any, any woman really, um, who is intelligent, um, not afraid to push emotional boundaries and like do the hard work and dig in. Um, I worked at Jesuit universities for 10 years. So I'm an absolute nerd about Ignatian spirituality. So anyone that speaks Ignatian, I also love to get into that lane. Um, and any woman who's very open to looking at the health of their physical body, mental, like what their thoughts are, um, their emotional health and also spiritual health. Um, someone who is very interested in looking at the intersection of all those and how they can be healthy in all of those ways. Um, that's, those are the women that I serve. Um, and they can find me at, at Julie McCourt coach on Instagram or Facebook. Love it. 
not to like let's not to forget to mention you're nominated like life coach of the year for the city of Toledo. <laughs> I was nominated. Yes, I was. Yes, I was nominated, and I freaked out about that. It was. It felt very cool. So yes, that is super cool. Thank All right. You. Well, Julie, thank you so much for um, talking today. Anything else you want to add? For maybe I want to ask you this: anything you want to share with anybody who is contemplating? Like where you were when we connected, like, uh, what do I do? What, what's like your biggest aha that you would love to let somebody borrow from you and put in their pocket and bring with them through life? Yeah. You mean for like quitting their job? If yeah. Thinking about quitting, quitting their job, job or just like where, where you were at like a year yes. ago. Um, if you have any little nudge in your intuition or the way you're thinking or what other people are saying to you about, hey, you'd be great at, or hey, have you considered leaving, or you know, whatever the invitation is, jump head first into examining that invitation. Maybe it's for you, maybe it's not, but regardless, there are so many yummy things underneath those questions that you are going to learn about yourself, and it's going to be amazing. And I don't even mean that like dramatically, like, hey, this is gonna be great. It's, some of the work is probably gonna suck, because it does, but in the end, it is absolutely worth it and makes you so much a better version of yourself because you've come to know who you are and you get to show up as the best version of yourself. So hire Kelly if you want to quit your job. We're thinking about it. (laughs) Or Julie. Like, oh my gosh, I love that. Thank you, Julie. That's so, yes. Like just follow the nudge. Like it doesn't mean you're married to it. You're just looking at it. (laughs) Just getting curious. That's all. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and for everybody listening. um, We'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening today. We love podcast reviews and feedback, so please don't be shy to leave a review. If you're loving what you're learning here and would desire one-on-one help as you step into your founder identity, we should talk about that. Sign up for a free Focus Forward consult where we get really clear on where it is you want to go, what is getting in the way of that, and from there we create a roadmap to get you there smoothly and quickly. We make your goals inevitable. The link is in the show notes to book that session. And if you're really excited to discover what you'll become the founder of, or if you've been in business for some time but are feeling like the ground beneath you is a little unsteady and you're sensing a transition is on the way, get into Founder. It's a 30-day journal practice and program where you learn how to surrender what's within and shut off all the noise around you so you can finally hear how you can finish the statement that says, I am the founder of. The link for that program is also in the show notes. Talk to you next time.